All right, welcome to Tampa Bay Cop Talk. I'm Darius. I'm Andrew. Did we get it right? I think so. I think so. <laughs> David, your mic is going to be a little off because we're going off of the laptop speaker. So we'll, we'll see. We'll see how it all shakes out. <laughs> Coming to you from a storage unit. <laughs> <laughs> the TV in there is pretty nice. Well, well, hopefully your storage unit and your setup in there is nicer than, uh, well, you know, the, the football that we saw today because... Guys, that was kind of trash. Like, it wasn't great. It wasn't terrible. It wasn't awe-inspiring. It was just meh. Liverpool, a nil-nil draw. It was just a game that looked very familiar to what Liverpool fans have seen over the last month or so as they get the one point on the road against Newcastle, if you want to put that into perspective. Uh, but, Andrew, starting with you, I mean, what, were your, what was your first uh, takeaway from that game? Well, the initial thoughts is it's unfortunate, you know, uh, Mo can't, you know, finish. Uh, Firmino thinks he's like two yards to his left and he couldn't finish a header or two. No, all kidding aside, um, it's unlucky. It's, you know, I I hate to sound like Steve Bruce, but, you know, we didn't have the look today and blah, blah, blah. um, But, you know, the encouraging sign is, look, you know, if if one thing's going to be criticized to Liverpool, it would be our away form. Uh, throughout the season. But at the end of the day, though, you know, without Van Dyke and without Gomez, you know, we are, you know, that's a clean sheet at the end of the day. So, um, however, you know, they, I, I reckon Wilson should have scored, you know, was it not for uh, Fabinho's, uh, you know, challenge at that, at that particular time. Um, but, you know, that's the only really, you know, that's a big positive I can take into it is that, okay, we're, you know, we got a clean sheet and so on and so forth. But that being said, though, I think it's just one of those. I mean, it wasn't as bad as the Fulham performance, but it's one of those just just unfortunate days of the office. It reminds me of like uh, pre-Klopp Liverpool, uh, where we would get these kind of results, and it, it, it just it is what it is. But um, it is on brand for 2020, as we said off air, and um, I'll take it as it is. And you know, who knows? By the end of May, we'll say, "Oh, that was a good point." I don't buy that kind of mentality. Uh, you know, obviously, I want to win football matches, uh, but it is what it is, man. We just got to move forward. And, you know, the other positive is that Thiago's back, baby. He's back. He's oh. back, baby. Look at that. Look. He's oh. oh, my God. Look at that. Oh, he's so he's back. Back. You saw that pass. You saw that like, little, <laughs> little dip like he it was just like a it was like a mini like camel hump roller coaster thing. That little dip pass to Salah. Unfortunately, Salah. Well, you know, like all of LFC Twitter like held its breath when he hit that volley. Oh like right, blocked, but they like you saw him going in for it, and it was like, <gasps> I'll tell you when I when I held my breath, he was tackled. It was uh, probably a good oh. 10, 15 minutes in, and he goes down. It's it's like all right, that's a fair challenge, but immediately I'm just like, get up, please, <laughs> Tiago, you you good, bud? Okay, 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 all right, all right, no, 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 you good, you good. I just I just want to make sure. But, but for real, do you, do you need like any orange slices or like hey, some water? Hey, you good? He needs, he's, okay. He needs okay. that thing I got from China, that, that massage pistol thing, you know, a little, little massage It'd be all right. Yeah. But, um, no, I'll joke aside. I think it, it is what it is. It's just unfortunate. Like there's really nothing to talk about in terms of. Um, well, I mean, you could. It doesn't change how I feel about the team. If, if yeah. like, I'm not worried. I'm not happy about it. As you said, meh. Well, David, it's interesting that Liverpool's away form has been a big talking point this season, yet the last away game for Liverpool before today was 7-0 against Crystal Palace. And it's, it's, it's funny when you look at those two games because the quality of play was pretty similar. It's just in that Palace game, literally everything they shot and put on goal finds the back of the net. Today, some incredible saves and players also not at their best, Mo and Bobby, with a couple of chances that on another day they probably finish. Yeah. I mean, look, I I, I kind of didn't get Milner in the starting lineup. I know Jeannie needs a rest, but I just felt like that midfield lacked a little bit of creativity. Um, and you saw when Jeannie came on that the game sort of changed in our favor for a little bit. We started creating more chances. He's getting on the ball in a different way. Nothing against Milner or Curtis. Like, I think they put in, all, you know, decent enough efforts and everything. I just, the, you know, we're playing Newcastle. Like, we probably should take it to them a bit more in the midfield. And I just felt like it was more of a trenches midfield. 
Um, yeah, I mean, it's one of those things, right? Like, things did not break our way in terms of and we did have some like things go our way in terms of bounces and getting in on goal and we mm-hmm. probably shouldn't have but we just didn't do anything with it you know uh even like there was one where they they hit trent on an out ball or not an out ball, but a through ball and then he sort of just lays it into the keeper's hands because yeah. he because he played like ass i you know it's just one of those days like i don't know i like who was man of the match I don't really know. You know, it's funny, though, um, outside of Allison making a couple of spectacular saves, uh, just looking at some of the uh, the ratings uh, from the, the different outlets, one of the higher rated uh, one of the higher rated players was actually James Milner uh, because of oh. the way he plays as a number six. And yeah. he does have a couple of long balls that come off. And he did have a shot from outside the box that actually tested the keeper one of the few times yeah. in the first right. half the Liverpool got I'm something not, on target. So I'm I just found that interesting, though, that it was like, really? Y'all came away from that thinking he was a six or a seven. I was like, he was like everything else. He was all right. He was all like, right. He wasn't bad. I'm not, I'm not knocking James Milner, but I just felt like, I, you know, another thing that keeps coming up is like we keep getting into the, the, the attacking zone, like the final third, and then where's that final ball? It just keeps coming up yep. missing. And I'm not saying that, like, if you have a different midfielder in there, that necessarily solves it, but I don't think it hurts. Like, I felt like Curtis Jones was a bit absent in that area today, whereas in the last few games that he's played, he's really brought some creativity to that part of the pitch. We needed it today, and it just wasn't there. And then I thought Sadio was pretty quiet. Uh, and, you know, and like you guys said, Mo and Bobby were off. There were several times where just, like, little things, mm-hmm. you know, and I uh, – if this pass is placed just a little over here, a little over there, it's not you know. behind him. If it leads him a bit yeah, yeah, more, there was if he puts it on his left as opposed to his right, that kind of stuff. Sure. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like Rabo had a couple too. of crosses that, that that was the result of it. <laughs> you know, a little frustrating in that sense. Uh, yeah. <laughs> well, well, one thing that kind of came up because we talk about the lack of creativity, one thing that came up after the West Brom game, was noticing the pattern that just kept repeating wash, rinse, repeat for Liverpool, particularly in the second half where send the ball wide, lump in across, it's cleared away, start over. And that was kind of the thing that you saw. That was a big criticism from mostly fans uh, from that uh, game to the point where I saw a few people talking about, I miss having a target man in the center, a center forward to go and get those balls lumped in like, like okay we're gonna go get like a peter crouch type like what (laughs) but i I did find it interesting that that was the big takeaway from the west brom game was that you got to have something new something different what did you guys think after this game did you feel like there was at least enough of a different plan that they tried different things at times or was it just they got into a malaise and they just you know were fine with just being okay no that's fucking nonsense that's complete this plan B, not, no, fuck, no, no, put that to bed, put it in a locker, put, you know, lock it, throw the way a key, none of that, no. The issue is, is that for me, it's one of these things where we thought, he thought, okay, I'm going to put this team out. I think we can beat Newcastle, get a result here. And he's more looking, because it's more of like a, a sense of like a medical thing, you know, like Jeannie needs a rest, you know, and so Chicago's not really fit enough. Neither is Ox, whereas... So he's thinking that out of the two games, Newcastle or Southampton, which is a tougher game based on like form and so on, it'd be Southampton away. And that's where we're going to next. So for me, he probably thought, oh, this will be enough against this team. We'll see. And, you know, put, you know, so that way Jeannie can start um, against Southampton, you know. Um, so do you think that they didn't go strong enough or just that was the difference? No, having it was more like Jeannie compared to Milner, that, that would have been enough spark. Is that where you're kind of getting at? Maybe, but even then, as you said, it was just an off day. It is what it is. Um, sometimes that happens. But this idea that, you know, we're going to need – we need this or, you know, for example, at the bar today, someone was like, oh, we really miss Jota. And I'm like, fuck off. We, beat, we, we, were, we were champions last year without Jota and uh, made the shattered records without him and Thiago, by the way. So, no, I think it's kind of nonsense. It's just – it's just it is a bouncy weird season and it is what it is and some some teams are playing you know 17th century football it is what it is 
Yeah. I think that's before the game was invented, but that's not really the point. The point being is that, so I, I think he's, he's got the cards that he's dealt with and he's just like, ah, uh, you know, and, he, and he's thinking long-term because I don't buy that. Like when players or coaches say one game at a time, maybe from a player's standpoint, but from a coach standpoint, a medical standpoint, like you can't think one game at a time. You have right? to think so ahead. Yeah. You have to think ahead and, and um, plan ahead. But you know, like I said, I'm not really worried about it. I mean, it is a bit weird uh, from a waveform perspective. You know, we got five points out of nine, you know, away from home. Like, if we're looking for the top four, that's that's okay. Obviously, we're not looking for a top four position. But the way the season's going, um, you know, we've talked about it on the show and we've talked about it off air. Uh, you know, someone's going to win it with 72 points or 73 or 80 or what, whatever, it, whatever the case is, is – it's a bonker season. It's a race to 50, guys. Yeah, basically, two, <laughs> a month and a half ago, Everton was going to, you know, rock away with it. Then they dropped Okay, off. okay. Who, who said that other than oh. Everton fans? <laughs> Everton fans. But the first time we were like, oh, oh, oh. And then they dropped mm. off completely, and now they're back mm. in the swing of things. So Chelsea, point, we're talking the same stuff back hey, in November. Hey, and Hey, and speaking of Chelsea... Yeah. As I told that dude on the rambling rivals, shameless plug. Put some Dan, like, put some put some respect on Dan's name. Okay, Dan is a nice guy, but <laughs> I told Dormer, I done nice told guy. him. I done told him. I asked him. I was like, "Hey man, so if sh- you know, shit goes haywire. You you don't think, you know, you don't think, you know, he'll be on the chopping block?" He's like, "No." Talking about Frank Lampard, I still think that yeah, was a ridiculous yeah, question to ask. No. That they would fire him in. Yeah, yeah, no, he's one. Like, already people are talking about is it whether he's on the chopping block or not. I mean, so. Again, we'll see. It's that kind of season. And I, like I said, weirdly enough, I, maybe because we've survived this crazy year, I'm just like, you know what? It'll be all right. So, you, all right. Off, we're going to be fine. Right. I'm not stressed. Mind you, I might be stressed January 17th or 16th when we play United. But until then, I'm a happy camper. I'm all right. All right. Well, all right. 66 points so left on the board. We can still match last season's total. <laughs> That is true. Yeah, that is in play. Got to win every game. No big deal. No, it's funny because like sometimes one of the, one of the, one of the things about being a fan is like seeing how other fans react. And one thing that popped up in one of the group chats today was, "Oh, well, this is going to be one of those seasons where we need other teams to drop points." And I'm just looking at that and I'm like, "Well, yeah, that was kind of the thought all year. Nobody was going to go through and win the rest of their games. Like, what do you oh. think? United, we're going to go clear and just." win out like nobody's about to do that no no but no i think one has they mean, that no but there is i think to be fair to them and devil's advocate they probably mean like drop points on games that they're not expected to drop points well I, yes like but the only like the only thing i have to say about that with that is just like it, it comes back to like the whole the central thought around the premier league why we think the premier league is the best because anybody can beat anybody like that's, that's west true. brom pulling a 1-1 against liverpool at anfield like it's surprising but it's not the same as like Hatafi or somebody like that, like going at Barcelona and winning two one, you know, it's, it's not the same thing. Like we do look at these teams as like, there's a lot more parity in this league than we see in a lot of the other leagues in Europe. People have forgotten what football was like prior to 2017, 18, right? Like this is what a normal title race looks like. We've been saying all, all along that at some point it wasn't going to be a 99-point season. There wasn't going to be a runaway leader, that things were going to snap back and you'd have a, somebody win the title on 84, 86, 87, whatever it is. But like a more reasonable point total to win a title on, right? Yeah. And this is what that looks like. This is <laughs> that includes a lot of days that are frustrating, a lot of days drop points that you didn't <laughs> think like, well, we're definitely the better team and you know, I can remember United winning the title on like 84 and but they didn't beat they lost both times they played Bolton. You know what I mean? <laughs> so like it's just things that like that that are going to happen. It's it's normal. I when it looks like this, it's a lot uglier. But it is what for the what the for the longest time, the Premier League built its reputation on, right? That it wasn't mm-hmm. Spain, it wasn't La Liga, it wasn't Serie A, where like one team was just going to walk it, and everybody else was just a passenger. And for the last few years, that has been the case pretty much, that somebody's walking it and everybody else is a passenger, and it's not really been that great for the league in terms of 
like reputation, I don't think. I think it's been a little bit boring for neutral fans and for fans of, you know, lesser clubs. I don't want to say lesser clubs, or let's just say clubs that weren't Manchester City. Or Liverpool. clubs, David, they're small. <laughs> so everyone well, outside of Liverpool. Anybody that City, wasn't Man City or Liverpool, right? It was it wasn't the yeah. greatest thing to watch. Yeah. But this year, you know, with with COVID being the leveler, I, I think it's just a different game and it's it's not necessarily a bad thing. I'm, I'm strapped in for a title race. It'll be great. I hope we beat United on goal difference and just really stick it to them. Like, <laughs> 65 points, Liverpool, <laughs> 10 plus goal, goal difference, difference. Be, Manchester United, 9. <laughs> 20 to 20, baby. Like, <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah. And like, you know, it's just. I'll, it, I'll tell you what, though. This year has been great, if for nothing else, the banter culture because – it's finally like now you have one of those years where, I mean, hell, even Arsenal fans right now, as low as they are in the table, they're like, look, we got our talking point. We coming for you, Tottenham. We coming for you, Chelsea. We're going to win London. But you got Tottenham, Chelsea, Manchester United, Southampton. Like, I don't know how many fans they have like here in the States and just in, uh, abroad outside of the area, but everyone feels like they have a chance. And while we as Liverpool fans don't like that and – if you're looking for the best quality of football, this probably isn't the best year. But as far as parity goes and everyone having a shot and legitimately just sitting back and just being like, I don't know what's about to happen. This is the best year for that that we've probably had in half a decade, if not more. Highest yeah, level of parity outside MLS. <laughs> but MLS parity is something different, though. <laughs> oh, absolutely. This is very- I'll, I'll put it like this uh, for anyone who watches um, our, our American brand of it. This is very concacaf where it's just like anything can happen. You could have like gallons of water on a pitch and it's completely flooded. And you have to like pull out the fans to be able to, to get it like, no, not like the, the fans, but like literal like revolving fans to be able to blow dry the field <laughs> to get it ready to play at six o'clock. Like no, no, no. this is the kind of year that we're having in the Premier League. Yeah. And it's like, you just look around to everyone else across Europe. They're like, what the hell is going on in England? And us American fans were just like, hey, welcome to CONCACAF. My favorite drying the field thing I've ever seen was when the Rowdies, it was like a monsoon in St. Pete all day. And then at 7 p.m. they were supposed to play. They delayed the game till 8. And the owner flew his helicopter over the field like this and just blew, pushed all the water out to the street. Amazing. <laughs> wow. Oh, I've, I've heard some. Right there. I was just like, oh. Dude, working in baseball, I've heard some crazy tarp stories. I've seen some crazy things happen, some crazy rain delay stories. Of a, a, a helicopter over the field that takes a cake. That's a damn good one. <laughs> they use they're just like pushing it towards the edges, you know. <laughs> like, right. All right. American soccer for you. <laughs> so as random as this year has pitches been. Pitches have proper drainage, mm-hmm. you know. No, yeah. No, you just no you never one. yeah, you never know what to expect. You're gonna be playing on basically a high school field half the time that's got a field goal post in the back like it's a, it's a, an american football field what, whatever you, you don't you don't know what to expect like how the revolution they'll, they'll have the hash marks out there like it, yeah. that's just the way it goes here in the states uh oh, but, usl man it might they're, oh, usl can, might be an actual cow pasture <laughs> <laughs> you know so talking about how random this year is and how weird this year is uh, when we take a look at the table liverpool are still top and there's a number of ways that this can go. So kind of a big picture question, right? But when you look at where Liverpool are right now, one game removed from Christmas, went in top at Christmas. Andrew, where are you compared to what you were expecting this year to be? Let's say around mid-October, late October, after the injuries started to pile up. How are you feeling from about two months ago? Oh, Fantastic. I mean, you know me, I'm the anxiety bug or whatever that phrase is. And I thought, I thought all, you know, God, you know, Apollo Zeus was like, nah, you guys are not having it this year. And uh, obviously that's not the case because we sit up top. I mean, obviously, you know, history shows that when there's only one team in the Premier League history that to be set up, you know, first in Christmas and not win the damn thing. And that's Liverpool. However, that being all said, we're in a fantastic position. We're in pole position or whatever you call it. Mm-hmm. And look, we're, you know, we control our own destiny, so to speak. And that, you know, and you can't ask for more than that from, a, you know, 
not that I'm a professional, but I guess I'm assuming that that's what they would like, you know, right? So, no, look, you know, it could have it could have been a hell of a lot worse. And you know, let's just say that Klopp and the boys, and you know, his when I say boys, his staff, they're earning their paychecks um, the last few months without Van Dyke and Gomez and so on and so forth. And we've seen what what kind of let's say coach they are when they've experienced adversity. There have been questions that have been asked. They've answered most of them and they're doing all right. Whereas, you know, not to take any shot. Well, fuck it. No, it's a shot. Whereas the other guy across the city, across the damn highway, uh, Guardiola, he's, he's been asked some questions. He ain't doing so hot. He, he's like making a Christmas tree on the, on the little bubble exam. You know what I'm saying? He's just guessing at the moment. So look, we're in a fantastic position. May I, maybe I eat my words in May. I don't know, but that's why I throw the words out there because I'm going to say what I think in the moment. And the moment says to me that, look, we're in first place. Yes, there can be improvements. There will be improvements. We're getting people out of injury and so on and so forth. I think we'll be fine. Mind you, if I'm talking sense and calm, it, it, it's a strange thing. That's it's good. a strange thing, right? So that's the best point of out of everything you said. Like, hey, I'm the canary in the coal mine, and I'm cool. Yeah. <laughs> However, that might change in mid-January. We'll see then. But you know, once we play United, and and uh, after I think Valentine's Day we play City and Everton or something. So we'll see. We'll see. But listen. Well, remember. Also, in January we're gonna have like a maybe a ten day break or some nonsense. Because, you know, we'll go to Dubai or or Asana. Who knows what they're going to do. But, you know, because, you know, Cobb ain't going to give a shit about the FA Cup. He's going to play like my daughter, which doesn't exist. So, like, you know, the kids are, or the, the boys are going to get a rest, right? So, um, so that's all good news, man. All good news. We'll be fine. I think we'll be fine. And like I said a couple of weeks ago, we won the title already. So, and we'll stand by that. Yeah, already won the title, David. Um, already won it. So I don't think you believe that the title is wrapped up in and dusted. But uh, where are you? Where are you sitting right now compared to where you would have been thinking after Tiago, Virgil go down in the same game, Gomez out a couple weeks later? After all of that, how are you feeling right now? I mean, I go back to how I felt. You know what my outlook was at the beginning of the season, which was you know just get to January and be in the mix. Right, like get to May and be in the mix. You wanted, all I wanted from this season, because you know, like we finally won a title, and I felt like, you know, that might be hard to follow. And honestly, our form in 2020 as a whole, if you look at from Project the beginning started. of the year, no, we're going all the way back to like Watford back in February, yeah. going it back to been United, great. even. <laughs> no, it's been pretty shit. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's not been our best, but we've managed to piece together the results needed to do what we needed to do, right? And that's kind of been where we've been at all calendar year. But again, in a normal season, what what do you have? It's very peaks and valleys, right? So you have good stretches of form and bad stretches of form. And if you go back to like 1819, we racked up 97 points, but the festive period was rough on us. In January, we were dreadful. Like, we played, we, we got draws instead of losses, but we were not playing well by right. any stretch of the imagination. Then we go into City, we lose that game 2 1. And then I don't think we lost the rest of the season. I don't think, I think we just went up, if I, the way I remember it, all through with United, drew with Everton. Both of yeah, those we were had those know. two draws. But they're that both was, that might have been it. It might have been a rest for wins. Exactly. And so we had this unbelievable spring in which we pushed City right to the end and finished on 97 points. So even that is something like that is still possible. Maybe in the new year they find their form. Andrew's right. They're going to get a a small break after that. Who knows what happens? You know, you just kind of have to wait and see. But, you know... But at the same time, I mean, I agree with everything you just said. And obviously, I agree with what I said earlier. But I'm going to disagree in the sense that, like, I'm a little disappointed just because when the seat, when the schedule came out months ago and you looked at the Christmas period, 
you thought like, uh, we got the best Christmas period out of them all. Our them. lightest Christmas period. I wonder, yeah. strangely, one of our lighter Christmas periods in recent years. But exactly. So to your it point, it doesn't always have, go to plan, right? <laughs> I know, but it's just for me, it's a bit of a missed opportunity to not take, you know, maximal points because had we have done that, you know, against Fulham and, and so on and so forth, you know, then we would have that quote unquote cushion so that we we can drop off in January, February. With that being said, let's hope they don't do that. It's the opposite, and everything will be all right. And everything well, here, all right, so here's the other thing, too. Like I said to you guys in the, I think, our WhatsApp chat the other day, that, you know, what there were, there's coming into this one, there's 69 points left on the board. If you get 54 of them, that puts you on 86. That means there was room to drop 15 points yet this season. So – We've, we've dropped another two, but let's say they've only dropped 13 points in, out of the next 66, right? That's still enough to get us into shape, but into a position where I think we win the title. So, you know, I, I'm where I was in the beginning of the year was, like I said, I wanted to be in the mix come January, come May. Well, here we are. January's here. We're top of the table. Even if United win, they're not going to make up the goal difference necessary to knock us down. So, it's really going to, we're going to go into that United game. Hopefully let's, you know, let's hope that we beat Southampton. But at that point, if we win that game, we'll go into United top of the table. You beat them with statement win. Maybe it launches us into a, a, a period of extended success where over the course of January and February, you really start to set yourselves apart and set yourself up for that title run in May. But, you know, I, I'm not too nervous. I think this is a normal title race, and it's a bit of a normal year for us. It's going to be peaks and valleys. Just peak at the right time. Yeah. Yeah. Last few years, we've been talking and thinking like, oh, it's such a week-to-week season with Liverpool and City going back and forth. But this really is now what it looks like when you have all the teams compressed. This is what it looks like where any given Sunday, any given Saturday, any given game – you can have that change where a team goes from first all the way down to seventh or from seventh all the way up to second. This is now the kind of year where you have that. Uh, so when we're, we're kind of looking at this season and, and what it's been so far, uh, now we're going to kind of look ahead to what's going to come for Liverpool. So this guy over my right shoulder, uh, Tiago, he was back in for Liverpool today. He only gets you know, 20 minutes or so on the pitch to try to make his imprint on the game. Uh, but this is the kind of game where Tiago was brought for against a low block side. How did you guys think he looked in his, I guess, second debut? You could really say his reintroduction to Liverpool. David, what did you think about Tiago back out there? Yeah, I mean, he looked sharp. Uh, one of the things that I really like immediately noticed, you know, he comes on, he makes a couple of big, sw- he switches the play a couple of times. And I thought that we were crying out for that uh, in about the 20 to 30 minutes prior to that. I just felt like there were times where we get, and maybe we've, it's something that we've relied on like our center backs for in the past, right? Like Van Dyke or Matip can play these, like they can ding a 35 yard. Those path. long diagonals. Yeah. yeah. Whereas like Fabinho, not so much, maybe a little bit now and then, but his game's really like the threading balls through on the ground. Mm-hmm. Right. And we know Nat Phillips ain't going to do that. That's not even why he's there today. Right. He's there to battle, win everything in the air, put in nasty tackles and just get the ball back. And that's what he did. He did a lot of that. And I thought he was perfectly fine with that. But he's not going to give you that big switch. And Trent teams are on to Trent and Robbo. Right. When you look at the West Brom game and you look at today, the efforts to neutralize those two and not give them great positions to cross the ball into. It's been very effective. That's what teams are focusing on because they know where they know where the goals are coming from. They don't know where they know where the assists are coming from, right? It's these two guys hitting people with really good balls. So, you know, I, I think Tiago gives us that piece that that guy that can come in and unlock, and you can see it in his passing, his ability to switch the play, his ability to just jump on the ball and make a quick decision. I thought all that was fantastic and very encouraging going forward. I think it's, you know, I think with Nabi Keita, we looked for it in a way where he was going to do a lot of it with his feet and on the ground, short mm-hmm. pushing play, forward. right? Yeah. But he's never on the pitch. And so, but Tiago can do it in a different way. He can do it with, in more of a, 
I'm, I'm not comparing him to Xabi Alonso, but you know, Xabi Alonso always had this ability to sit deep and just ping a pass that would open everything up. I mean, Alonso, Pirlo, like that's kind of the same mold that Thiago is in. Exactly. And, and it's, oh God, it's so nice to have a player like that. <laughs> and I think now if we can start getting him on the pitch on a regular basis with Genie and Hendo, yeah, it could be really, really good things. And then, you know, you have Ox and Milner off the bench and Curtis Jones off the bench. You have all these other – it takes a little bit of the pressure off of those guys. I think we've heaped a lot of pressure on Curtis Jones in his career. So I think Tiago's return will be a sweet, sweet sound for Curtis Jones because yeah, he needs, as much – He needs a bit of a rest to be – Well, not just that, but but he doesn't have to worry about trying to link play, go back – link up with the center backs right, like, right, but dude, get the ball and just freaking go like just as like, good and as confident as he's been he's still just a kid yeah and yeah. so it's like you, you you it's good to test your kids but is it good to just put it on them week in and week out like a kid doesn't necessarily know how to do that week in and week out yet it's good to test him and we've been doing that but maybe it'll be really good for him to sit back and see some other guys doing it week it's just going to take time for him to create that consistency is all very few right. people have it from the age of 18, 19. Maybe like 0.4% of footballers ever, <laughs> you know, have had it from that young of an age where it's week in, week out, they're this good. Curtis Jones is going to have some very good games today. I thought he was kind of there. He was there. I, I was not surprised when he was the first sub. He, it was about time. I was looking for him to come off and then Milner to come off, and that's exactly what happened. And, didn't work out, but you know. Yeah. yeah, and with Thiago, I mean, one thing you de- you definitely get is a bit more control in the game. He's used to playing against these low block sides. We're just trying to make sure that your team doesn't score. So controlling the tempo, controlling the game, but that also means that you now get uh, someone like whether it's Alex Oxley, Chamberlain. Nabi Keita or Curtis Jones coming in to infuse a little bit more energy and bringing a, a different element from the bench, if that's the way that it plays out. Uh, but Andrew, let's let's get your thoughts. Uh, what do you think about Thiago today in his return to Liverpool? I mean, sex basically. <laughs> like, I mean, what what more do you want? Like I said earlier, that that little dig pass that he did to Mo, and I'm like. <gasps> Oh my god, that, that was, was like, sensual, huh? <laughs> yeah, that was like ask. I was like, oh my god, I press a button and he pressed a button at the same time, and we're on the same same chemistry thing. And oh my god, and the way he switched to play and all that stuff. Um, no, it's fantastic. It bodes well. And obviously, we looked a different side when he came on. Unfortunately, it just didn't come off. But that being said, like that's why, again, I I, I wouldn't be worried if he wasn't there. But even more so, not to be worried because hopefully he got twenty minutes. Hopefully, that means. Maybe he comes on a little sooner. If not, maybe maybe it's too soon to start. But maybe he comes on at the 60th minute on Monday. Um, that being said, look, we'll be fine. Thiago's gonna be fine. He's a world class footballer. You know, I you know I'm gonna say it again. There's nonsense of like, you know, I think there are certain players that need time in club system. He's not one of them. He he's he's made. He's ready to Love go. Yeah, and, and even well, though he hasn't been playing, he he has had that time where you, you talk about it usually being like, what, six months uh, sure. to get used to playing in a Klopp side. Well, he hasn't been playing, but he's I guess been watching Liverpool that since, since yeah, September. Yeah. I don't know, having German conversations with Klopp. And yeah, they speak in German, sure. <laughs> I'm imagine, I'm assuming Thiago doesn't speak German after being all those years. He does, he does speak okay. German, yes. So yeah, I'm assuming they're speaking German and eating schnitzel and all that kind of shit. And I love it, I love it. Love me some schnitzel too. So hey... Look, again, nothing bad can be said about the man, okay? He, he's Luke Skywalker in my book. He's ready to go. So, <laughs> and I'm just excited. I'm just hopefully, I'm just hope, hope, hopefully. I'm hoping that the most underlooked stat in all the sports is like, look, how many games are you available for? And that's what I'm mm, hoping that crucial. He, he can have that and get that rhythm. Unlike Nabby, you know, Klopp said about Nabby, like, look, he, he just hasn't gotten into a rhythm. And that's part because he's getting knocks and all this other stuff. And he can't seem to stay on his pit, on the pitch. And look, I, I, I'm again, I'm not a professional athlete, but I'm assuming that's a thing. So let's just hope that he stays healthy. And then, you know, uh, we'll have some entertainment on our hands. But even if we don't, we're going to be all right. We'll be fine. 
the best ability is availability. That's one of those that goes just all the way back throughout sports where having a guy on a pitch, like if he's great and he's wonderful and talented, but he never plays, then I mean, he's not really that useful, is he? If we can keep Tiago, Hendo, Genie, Curtis Jones, Milner, and Ox healthy throughout the the rest of the season, I very much like our, our midfield and our chances because I just think like th- those are the key guys. I, I like Nabi Keita. I respect his skills, but he's not ever since he arrived, he's never been a consistent part of what we do and we've still been successful. So I'm not reliant on Nabi Keita any more than we were on Nab, uh, Adam Lalana. You know yeah. what I mean? I look at him almost in the same light. It's a bonus. It, Whatever you get from him, it's a bonus. Exactly. If he can play, great. I'm sure he'll look good. I'm sure he'll do nice things. But I'm not – I'm never banking on it anymore. And, look, in a couple of weeks – I fingers crossed for United, but I'm not sure. But we're going to get Jota back. And that could change everything again. You yeah. know? I mean, look, this guy was popping in goals left and right. 40 goals, baby. 40 goals. He, he's on pace. <laughs> he gives you something that different, a different look from the other front three. The others in the front three, he allows you to rotate them and not feel like you're dropping off that much. So he, he's got a massive role to play. Milner coming back means that you can play him at left or right back without, you know, necessarily having to go to Nico or Costas, both of which, you know, have had moments where they've looked not exactly up to it. So it gives you more options. I just think like we're coming into a little bit of health here at the right time. Let's hope we can keep everybody fit. And if so, like, I, I still like our chances, even with our center back issues, you know, you see like you have a guy for these grit and grind games and Phillips God, if we could just keep Matip on the field, we'd be fine. But I don't know if that's going to happen. But but uh, Reese has been uh, good when he's had he's been called upon. So I think even if we don't get a center back in January, which I feel is likely. <laughs> oh yeah, we're not spending money. Yeah, well, I don't, well, I, well, I, well, let's let's get into that. Let, let's get into well, that because I didn't want to transition. We're not spending money, Darius. That's it. I did want to transition into like maybe this is going to be a short conversation, but I did want to see like what are you guys thinking about January? We're recording this the day before New Year's Eve, so on the thirtieth of December. What are you guys thinking Liverpool might or might not do? And that might not just be from a buying standpoint, by the way. What are you thinking they're going to do come January? Or I think I think Divock. It's over. He's uh, on his way. I, you know, I, I know that Wolves is very interested in him, um, and I think that'll probably happen. Uh, if not Wolves, someone. So I think Divock's time at the club is probably over. Uh, I don't know about Shaq. We'll see. Uh, if those two, you got twenty play. seconds on the pitch today. Yeah, <laughs> love those late subs. <laughs> I think it was just, I think he did it to remind everybody in the transfer window that he's still alive. uh, He exists. Technically still play. (laughs) Um, No, I don't, I don't know what happens with Shaq, but I definitely think Divock is gone. I don't know. I I don't think we'll buy a center back. I'll just be honest. Not in this window. There is something I'm paying attention to though. And I, I I don't. Uh Oh, I don't know where this is going to go. I don't think it's going to happen. I highly, highly doubt this. Could, this tell me, tell happen. me. You're getting me all excited. But watch what Bayern Munich does in the transfer window because mm. if, mm. let's just say, they were to get by a center back mm. from somewhere, Jerome Boateng's contract ends at the end of the season. He can leave on a free in the summer. Right. They may just look to go, hey, let's get some money on him if he, if he fancies a new challenge. He might be able to be talked into it. Now, he's he plays all the time for them, so maybe it's not him. Maybe it's David Alaba. I was going to say Alaba because Alaba, it's been reported that he's pretty much done there at Bayern. Not that they're done with him, but he doesn't want to be there anymore. And he for be there anymore. And, here, and here's the thing about him. He's, what, going 29, 30 years old, and he's not only – a center back where he's playing right now with Bayern because of injuries he's had to the last year or so he's out and out a left back. 
So imagine a left back slash center back yeah. who's, you know, played at Bayern. Left-sided center back. Left-sided center back <laughs> who might, you know, have, you know, a pretty good relationship with his former central defensive midfielder named uh, Tiago. Uh, exactly. Just, like, like, that's been one of the rumors that uh, that Liverpool are – monitoring the situation so with David Byron Oliver. Has, now, Byron has Lucas <laughs> yeah. Hernandez. They have Boateng. They can, they, and look, Boateng has been a great for them. He'll probably stay there. I, I just throw that out there because, like, he's 32. If Byron contract is up, all that. Kind yeah. of, like, Liverpool-minded, they might go, well, hey, we might be able to get a little chunk of change for this 32-year-old right now. Or he could leave on a free. We did just see that happen with Thiago Silva going to Chelsea. Exactly. Which you would have never guessed that a year ago. I, like I said, I still think Jerome Boateng plays for Bayern next season and finishes his career there. But I am interested to see what they do. They have like Lucas Hernandez as another option that can play center back. And I think uh, Nicolas Sula is another guy, German center back. So they have center back options. Alaba might be expendable to them. And I'm like, I mean, Davies is basically their full time left back now, even though he's a wing back. Like, that's pretty much their yeah, guy. Like that's how they play. Yeah. And they have Pavard on the other side. So they're pretty, I mean, they look good at the back. And I'm like, interesting. If, interesting. if the price was right, I could see maybe. No, it's maybe. not happening, homie. It's not. But I, I, mean, I highly, that sounds, highly doubt that it. That sounds too FIFA esque. Like, that's very FIFA-esque where it's, it's like, like, hey, I'm just going to go ahead and throw in 25, 30 mil, see what happens. Yeah, yeah, I want to believe it, sense. but I, I don't believe it. I really don't. I don't think LFC will do it. I think that we'll just sit, sit pat, wait, see what happens. We've got this bright young kid. We've got, you know, uh, a central midfielder who looks like one of the best center backs in the world. <laughs> you know, you've got this other kid that can step in and do all the rugged shit with all that cold night and Stoke shit. You know what I mean? Like he's that's what Nat Phillips was built for. And I'm, you know, I'm just kind of like, is it mandatory that we get another center back in? I know as fans, we all think yes, but I don't know as Klopp. Okay, be. okay. So let let let's let's frame that then. If Liverpool were to go get a center back. Like, let's just assume they, that's the only position they would go and spend on. If they were to go get a center back, what is the profile of player they're going for? Are they going for someone who's a little older, short-term fix? Do they go for a value buy like they normally do? Or would they take a flyer on another player who's like, say, uh, Upa Gomenko, who's like kind of in that Joe Gomez type stratosphere where it's like, he could be pretty good, but I mean, he's still young. Like, where do you think they would go if if, if uh, Liverpool were money, to go for somebody? Because of money, it'd have to be older. It'd have to be someone cheaper. You can't buy young because of money. Young basically means motherfuckers gonna be expensive, unless of course you get it from a club like Schalke, where they have no monies and they're like, "Yo, homie, well, you, everything's on sale, going out of business. Buy well, us or Lil." Bring that up. Lil, you bring up Schalke there, and I know the talk about. Uh, Ozan Kabak, the Turkish fella. Yeah. Uh, I, I just don't know if he's like the, the type of player that they're going to be looking for in terms of how he plays. Um, and, you know, I've watched him play a couple of times. And to be fair, one of them was that nightmare against Bayern where they got beat like 74 to nothing or whatever it was. <laughs> It was insane, and and like no one had a good day, and they put him under insane amounts of pressure that he would never face within our, playing for us. So I, I'm judging him a little bit unfairly, but I have also seen it seems to me, and this is the I've heard this echoed elsewhere that he kind of has a at least like one big mistake every game. He's kind of like a Dejan Love. Oh, he's super aggressive, yeah. always going to go for the ball, never going to like play the smart play, you know, just hold it up. Always going to, like, go flying into the tackle. Look, he might work. He, he, maybe, you know, you could probably get him for a decent price right now because, like you said, Schalke needs the money and they're going down anyways. So, yeah, it's possible. But, man, I don't. I just don't know. I don't know if Edwards or Klopp view that as, yeah. like, a what can we do with this guy after this season? It's funny. One of the names has come up a couple of different times, and I think it might have been Carragher was the last one who was kind of like, oh, yeah, that makes sense. Uh, Connor Cody over at Wolves. I mean, he is the captain. He is a 
ball playing center back. He's, I don't think he's a player you would necessarily go and die for if you're, no. if you're Liverpool to try to get him, but he's a little no, no, no. bad. He's a scouser. No, no. He wants to be back. He's yeah. That's the Hollywood get that, home, get that hometown no, discount guy. If Wolves are willing to do it, and and here's the thing: if Wolves are if Wolves are are are, are poking around at uh, someone like Devakarigi, I mean, I know this isn't really what you do in football anymore, but do a player swap. Arigi, straight up for Cody. Hold up, hold up, hold up. We did it with Jota. <laughs> Listen, if we can get Cody for the same kind of deal like a Jota, but obviously cheaper, if we can get him for basically bus fare, I'm all about that life. If we don't get him for bus fare, no. No, he's uh, not the kind of player you would overpay for. Absolutely that, not. No. Hold on. He's going to have that English premium, right? So, for me, no. Like, just that but, alone. We don't, but we just don't on have the other hand, though, It's just reality. No, no. On the other hand, though, Brexit rules, right? Like, going forward, he's not a headache. He's right. – May like you just pop him in, it's perfect, right? He's got Premier League experience, he's played at a club that plays interesting, dynamic football. He is a good ball, like, he brings a lot of the pieces to the table that you want. He's a good ball winner, uh, he's got leadership, which we know is something that we place a premium on, right? Because he's he's the captain of that club, so we know that Klopp likes a leader in the locker room, right? Half of our team is made up of captains. Yeah, that's true. I mean, he would be I, an ideal fit if you could. He would be a fit personality wise. Personality yeah. wise, I, I don't know about everything else. That's the only thing I question. Like, as far as the money, as far as getting it to fit him in, because he? he would only. Uh, what, what's well, he, see, you mentioned the money, right? Isn't that same? So, but, but, but again, that, this, this would be something where he would only be signing up for a guarantee of the next six months because once Virgil's back and you would assume him and Joe Gomez fighting it out. Is it though? Because Does he Joe, beat Joe Gomez, Gomez? Joe Gomez has suffered some incredibly major injuries on a fairly consistent basis. He will play. He will play if he were to. He come would be. He would be your insurance for sure. He, he because if for nothing else, and you know he's, he's going to be healthy. Where Matip and Gomez probably won't be. If for nothing. Also, he's good enough. Get? He's oh, good yeah, enough sure. to compete with these guys. Yeah. So I'm saying, like, he'll play. He'll get games. That's not the worry. And you bring up the money. And so we we talked about Alaba. The problem there is wage. What does he make a week? Because I think it's like 270 or 275 or something like that, which would be a lot for a center back right now. I think Virgil only makes like 250 a week. So are we going to match that? How does that going to work out? Like, I don't, we, we'd have to work out what he's going to get paid. Does he fit into our wage structure? Do we upset the whole wage structure? Cause we're going to upset the wage structure in the summer. Anyhow, like, what are we doing here? So, I think that sign, like how they approach that could be indicative of a lot of other things. But so that's why Alaba kind of makes me go like, yeah, probably not. Because there's the fee and then there's his wages and it's a whole freaking thing. But Cody, I don't know what he makes, but I, I'm imagining it's only like, you know, between 150 and Wolves money ain't exactly Liverpool money. Like maybe Jimenez is, is in that range. But outside of that, like... And, and and to answer a question, by the way, uh, Alaba twenty eight and Connor Cody twenty seven. So okay. not terrible well, ages if you're going for. I said it months ago. My thing is like, can we just resign Clavin? We'll be fine. He's like thirty nine uh, or something. We'll be fine with him, bro. He'll be fine. Just, just get Jimmy Carragher out there. He'll be fine. Yeah. 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 You see him on uh, that soccer AM. He, he did some free kicks. Put in a great tackle on what's yeah, the dude, Jimmy. <laughs> yeah. So we'll be all right. No, see that's that's my thing is like can we just sign some obscure player like like playing like third division Belarusian football? See, that's the thing. Okay, see that's where I'm like, all right, if you're gonna go for the value buy, that to me doesn't necessarily make sense because you already have three guys who are the value guy in um Nathaniel Phillips, Reese Williams, and Billy Comedio. So why would you add another guy who's in that kind of profile? To me, that just doesn't make sense. If you're going for value. You've already got your value. So if you're going to go and get somebody, you probably would want to get someone who's a little more rock solid, even if it's for short term, right? Yeah, that's what I mean, like an older and experienced player. But that being said, I, I just I just don't see us doing anything because we don't have the money. And and like and history shows that we don't money's not there, we don't spend it. We're not oh. we're not like a poorly run club. You know what I'm saying? 
we got yes. we got debits and credits. We got spreadsheets. We got the numbers. And if the crosses, if the T's don't cross the T or whatever the phrase is, and the dots and the eyes, it ain't happening. The so, the only thing I would say to that though is that Liverpool are at a spot where they don't owe money like they did, and most clubs are in debt like you look at manchester united like yeah they make big wages they have a lot of money they're in a hell of a lot of debt too so liverpool are considerably better spot than a lot of clubs where if they wanted to go and run up the credit card like they actually could they're they're in that spot that's all i'm saying i'm not saying they couldn't i just i just have no this is where normal andrew comes back where i have like no faith and pessimism where i just don't think we're gonna spend the money because connor cody makes the leak right now how much oh, go for you it? What'd you, what'd you find? Sixteen thousand five hundred a week. Get out! You said what? Sixteen five. He makes eight hundred and fifty-eight grand a year. Stop. <laughs> Kijana Hover makes two. No, 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 no. That cannot be real. Where did you see that? Sport Track. <laughs> Sport Track. Okay, so Sport Track. That's that cannot be right. That must be based off of what he was getting at Liverpool. Like he cannot <laughs> be. On, you said sixteen and a half grand a week. Yeah, well, you can't I, be the I mean, I don't know. What for the captain of the Premier League side? Nah, I'm gonna try to find this elsewhere. But if that's for real, I mean, there's no, there's no chance that that's exactly you know, like transfer market has his value at twenty seven and a half million. I mean, which again is that's not reasonable. that much money. That's reasonable. <laughs> but like but again, get him. That's 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 really interesting that that would be the case. Like I thought that Wolves would be paying lower, but. Uh, low end compared well, to the, if that's the case, if he's 27, Divock is maybe 12, then we pay 15 and we move on. True, I'd, I'd be okay with that, but again, yeah. we have money, I don't yeah. Know. And, right. and then, of All course, right. it comes so down to whether this or not this website you has him on 55 grand a week. That we can pay him 80 and call it a day, likely, but wow, that sounds not. more likely to me. But let's just say that's true. Like, if you offer him 100 grand a week with some incentive bonuses. That's still cheap. That's well within our wage structure. Yeah. So that's that's what I'm saying. Like it, there's there's stuff there. If it can get done, we'll see. I'm not holding my breath that LFC is going to spend a whole lot of money. Let's see if you can find a deal like that where you're not going to spend a whole lot of money. You are going to get kind of a bargain. It's possible. But here's the other thing that from a- going though has to raise some money. Like sure. Andrew said, twelve. Think that's reasonable 12 to 15 is reasonable i would be hoping closer to 20 if you're able to get that for rian brewster well like, he's what 26 27 oh uh, no he's, he's like 24 25. 25 he's he's still yeah. in his mid-20s is he yeah he's oh, younger, anyway, younger anyway, right. he, he got started so early that it feels like he's been yeah, around yeah, forever yeah, but he's, but he's not saying, that old from a band's perspective i don't want to buy nobody and win the league because then we have ultimate bragging rights. Patrice Ever, shut your damn mouth. We agree. As great. long as it's on we goal want it difference. With fucking kids and no center backs. On it's goal difference. Idea. That's what you want. On the final day, we're down 2 1, and we get an equalizer for a draw and beat United on goal difference. That would be <laughs> the most hilarious thing to ever happen. <laughs> oh, my God. I'd probably like have a heart attack if that happened. But oh, man, that would be brilliant. All right. All right. So <laughs> let, let's, let's boil this down, this um, transfer talk, down to uh, one simple question one word answer uh david i'll start with you do you want liverpool to buy someone in january yes or no yes yes andrew do you want someone to be brought in yes or no uh um yeah yeah Uh, it's like saying do i want christmas every fucking week yeah oh but come on come on I, I, I'm a big believer in you don't just bring in somebody just to bring in somebody. Okay, fine, I can mess fine, things fine. up, oh, mess yeah, up the vibes. You, you know what I mean? Like something right now, I think, right? You think so? I do. I do think that we need something right now. And like you have a little bit of a wealth, uh, kind of an embarrassment of riches in the attacking half, you know, like I think you can spare Divock. You can probably spare Shaq because you've still got Minamino. You've still got Jota. You've still got other options. So I, I think that we could probably spare some of that, and but we've got this huge problem at the back. I just and people say all oh, January signings. Look, we've had some good January signings. Philip Coutinho was a January signing. Yeah. You know, what I mean, Daniel Sturridge was a January signing. Now, granted, I, I argued against you know uh, 
I've, I've, I've given Daniel Sturridge a fair amount of shit for his injury record, but he was still a brilliant January signing. Martin Skirtle was a January signing. You know, so like if you look down the years, there's been plenty of good players that we brought in and that were that played a big role at LFC. So I just think you go for it this January because I could just use a little something fresh, particularly at the back. You need some help back there. So I really hope they do it, but I don't, I'm not holding my breath. (laughs) Exactly. That's the phrase I would use. Yeah. It'd be interesting to see. Look. I'm going to be the first motherfucker, like, waking up in the morning looking at those gossip columns like, oh, who are we linked to now? January 6th? What? We're going to buy someone January 8th? And then I'm going to see the guy lean- until he's leaning in Melwood. It ain't real to me. No, I don't okay. care if James Pierce, James Pierce reports it. Until he, I see those pictures, him leaning, not real. Oh, I, stay, I stay off Instagram the then. The reason I hold out hope is because you could generate money to spend by selling. And like I said, you have some guys that you could sell. And we but really think- thought Divock was out the door going back to the summer. So it would make yeah. sense that after everything that's happened this year, he, yeah, it's probably. If you could time. sell him and Shaq for anywhere between 24 to 36 million and blow that money where elsewhere where it's needed. I mean, that's not a bad thing. I don't know. I don't know what the terms of uh, Harvey Elliott's loan deal are, but uh, have you guys been keeping up with him? He's balling. I, he is absolutely balling. Balling out. I'm like, bring him back. Fuck Blackbird. <laughs> I've, I've seen. Back. I've seen. I've seen that, that that's getting started on Twitter. Bring back Harvey in January. That's that's been the trend going yeah, as well. He can play a little bit this season. season. Yeah, I mean, he's gonna get his braces off. I think next year. <laughs> like, he's a child, and he's brilliant he at football. He is brilliant at football. Yeah. All right, so uh, so Andrew, uh, going back to what you were saying though, like uh, avoid Instagram because for the next, starting with January first, for the next month, you are going to have every defender under the sun photoshopped into a Liverpool jersey. Yeah, I'm all about You're it. See all of these edits. You're going to see all of this kind of stuff. So just oh, for your mental health, that? ignore. I just keep bringing up Mikano. I'm like. No, no, no. I they're saw that. Still, no, no, no. Wait, like, you think cool they're going to They're still talking cool about Bali. Like, he's no, going to come no, no, no. in. Like, you saw that? You saw that rumor that we want to get Sanchez, that Portuguese player. Oh. We get linked to him every window. Renato Sanchez is the one. Jaden Sancho, of course. Mbappe. I mean, the, the normals. But, but yeah. They keep bringing up Open Meccano, but I'm like, mm-hmm. we're playing them in the next round of the Champions League. You think they're going to sell us one of their better well, players? T- I mean, to be fair, they did sell off Timo Werner when they still had like Champions League knockout games to go. But, 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 but yes, point Chelsea. taken. <laughs> it wasn't against Chelsea, but if they were going to sell him, they would have to sell him now, uh, unless they're going to yeah. wait until. Also, that that tra- that that period was just weird because there was still football going yeah, on. It was still football but... going in. When when was that game? Was that in August? Like that was yeah, yeah, it was. It was, it was a bizarre transfer window. <laughs> that that whole thing. Yeah, so, like they they kind of had to do something at that point. Oh. Yeah. So this transfer window is going to be a very interesting time. So um, I would say any fans out there uh, for, for your mental health, just don't don't pay attention to it. Just wait until February one, see who came in, who didn't. And then just keep watching games. <laughs> don't get too wrapped up into the banter that can that can drag your nah, life. I'm all, I'm all, I live for that. Content. I know I you will. Oh, I know you will. Industry. We'll be coddling it. you on the next podcast, telling you it's going to be okay, Andrew. They didn't get Upa Kamano. He went to wherever. Like it's fine. You know, we're, yeah, we're going to have myself for 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 failure. It's going to be fine. <laughs> it's the hope that'll kill you. That's that's what it is. Yeah, exactly. That's it. All right. So as we look at Liverpool going into the new year, uh, one thing we're obviously looking forward to is Diogo Jota coming back. But just overall. If you had to say there's one thing that you want to see in 2021, what would you say that's going to be outside of, you know, results? Liverpool win every game. Yeah, of course we want that. But what do you want to see as far as player coming back, quality of play, uh, tactical move? David, what do you want to see in 2021? Uh, I kind of like the return to heavy metal football. Let's just fucking go balls to the wall again. But I also think maybe, you know, we've been watching the four three three for a while. It's it's been good. Don't get me wrong. But I'd be open to maybe them switching it up a little bit. Like little try tinker. something new. Yeah. 
I just think, or at least have something in his back pocket to switch it to, whether that's a, a traditional four four two or that's a four two three one, or maybe just see him kind of get a little bit more fluid with that. I don't know, you know, something that maybe takes uh, a little bit of the creative pressure off those fullbacks at times, or when that's that's not working, you just have another setup to kind of throw teams off. I don't know, something like that would be nice. I mean, other than that, yeah, it's still I'd like a, a January signing. That'd be cool. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be dope, Andrew. Uh, no, I want something more simple. I just, you know, Mo, don't go. It's as simple as that. Mo, don't go. No, I, 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 I mean, Mo, Mo don't go. Genie, don't go. You yeah, that, that, stay, that yeah. Mo interview. Yeah, with... I would like to see Genie Vinaldum sign a new contract. Oh, that would be, nice. be brilliant. Very be, good. That'd be. Um, as far yeah. as Mo going, uh, it may happen. You know, it's it, it may, it may. It's, it's something it's, that we're gonna have to face. Should we even give any ener- energy to that? Just, just in case anyone who hasn't seen uh, Mohamed Salah had an interview with uh, a Spanish newspaper, and it was very interesting timing it was uh, right at the West Brom game when uh, we started hearing all this or actually or what's with the week before the Palace game yeah, yeah no it was it was the Palace game where he's on the bench for that game and he had been asked about the Michelin game he thought he was going to be captain he wasn't captain he said he was frustrated by that he had a, a former Egyptian national team teammate who said yeah Mo's really not doing great right now he's frustrated with everything you had all these different things swirling around and Mo doesn't start against Crystal Palace and he comes on and scores two goals. Totally fine. Then you have the West Brom game and just a week of frustration really uh, for all the things swirling around him. Uh, So we say all that to say, uh, I mean, are you guys buying into any of this? I mean, he was asked, he says he likes Barcelona and Real Madrid. He liked them when he was a kid, like most kids his age did because they were awesome back then. Like, right. are we giving any energy to this that he would possibly go to Spain? If he does, he does. I mean, there's what are you gonna do about it? You know, what I mean? at the end of the right. day, like, better get that money though. Shit. Yo, and we will sure. look. He's better he's get that 20, Disney money. Here's the other piece that they're gonna be looking at. He's 28 years old. Uh, he'll be getting to be 29, 30 over the next two years. I'm not saying Mo Salah just falls off a cliff, but but look at Hazard. The, the Premier League is ruthless, right? And he's let's say we win the title again this year what really does he have left to achieve at liverpool like he'll have brought the titles he'll have won the champions league he'll have won two golden boots. Now he has said he's trying to he's smash records at liverpool he's trying to smash liverpool records like he coming for even rush like that kind of stuff like yeah maybe and look i he may stay you know this could all just be bullshit and that's perfectly fine with me as well i've been pretty neutral on the whole uh, style leaving for a long time like when they're like when they say like oh he he said he liked barcelona and all this other stuff i'm like no player is ever gonna be like no i'd never play for real madrid that's a terrible you know team pay? i would never want to play for them. <laughs> do you know what they pay a week of course it'd be like me saying like i'd never be a ceo like <laughs> It's easy to say until someone offers you a CEO position. You know what I mean? Like, you're never going to close that door. So, of course, he's like, yeah, no, I mean, I'd do that. If it comes and what Liverpool's willing to do it and it's something that he wants to do, then so be it. It's one of those things like Mo Salah has given us a great four years if he goes. I got nothing against him. Like, that's fine. He's been brilliant. I understand. Yeah. Sure, but what I don't want and what I was trying to get at is, like, I don't want a saga where – you know, we've been on the receiving end of sagas. You remember um, Fakir? That didn't happen. You know, I don't want to be in the opposite end of that where we're like, is he going? Is he going? Is he staying? Like, remember Swatters back in the day? I, I just can't handle that stress in the summer of 21 because if you've seen the memes, if 2020 was Joffrey, 21's Ramsey Bolton. So I just can't – I just – Game of Thrones reference, kids. Yeah. I just can't handle oh. – Brutal. You know, that brutal. stress. If it does, don't if, say that. If it does come. Huh? Don't say that, first of all. Like, oh, I have so much hope for the next year. <laughs> but no. Oh, I, I You'll be fine. I, you know, but I don't think, I think that they learned from the Suarez debacle. I think that if he goes, they'll get the money that they want to get, and then they'll, they'll dump it into somebody else. And I think that if Jordan were here, we would not be able to get a word in right now because he'd just be screaming, my boy, my boy, Erling Holland, it's coming. 
Like it's possible. Uh, Never know. But who knows? Maybe we unearth the next gem. We don't know. Like we'll just have to kind of wait and see and and what's available. What what can we do when uh, when Salah goes? But I do think you know at some point it's going to happen. Yeah, I mean, I think it's like the the thing like when you see this, you see this happen a lot in um, college football for coaches where they start getting attached and rumors come out that they're looking at another job and oh they sold their house and they're going to go to this place and what ends up happening getting a bigger deal they 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 never planned on leaving it's just a negotiation tactic and the same thing happens with players at the professional level where hey hey you get attached to this place and that place and it's just your agent throwing up some smoke screen to have a little bit more leverage so you get a sweeter deal and i'm that's a very good point that's what mo is like not necessarily but like it would make sense where it's like hey he's trying to get a little bit more money and just like yeah more power to him because at this point who's gonna sit here and say you would rather be on barcelona you'd rather be on real madrid than liverpool at this moment and by the time those two teams are going to be back back mo might be past his prime so does he really want to end up there where it's a dead-end job like does he yeah. want to renegotiate his pay to, to get up to like 300K a week? Or Does whatever? he want to move his family? I mean, I don't know if you speak Spanish, but um, you're going to have to learn Spanish if you're playing for Real uh, for sure. And then maybe a little bit of Catalan if you're with Barcelona. So maybe the wife just wants to put a water feature in the backyard. You That's know, what I'm saying. Like, that, it could just be that. It could be like, a simple I gotta as budget that. that, babe. <laughs> <laughs> need an extra zero on there. That's all. <laughs> I need like an extra 25K a week to get handle that yeah. water bill. I'm just saying. Yeah, that, that's that's totally within the realm of possibilities. All right, well, I feel like we go all night talking about what could happen next year, but uh, so far for this year, Liverpool ending up 2020, the third consecutive year that Liverpool end a calendar's year atop the Premier League. Guys, what an incredible run it's been for Liverpool over these last few years. What a time to be alive, basically. What a time to be a Red. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Nothing, nothing to complain about, even though I complain all the time. But like, like I said, I'm confident we'll be fine. We're gonna be all right. My heart's gonna be all right. My therapist's phone records are gonna be fine. Everything's gonna be fine. <laughs> it's all good. Vaccine is coming. It is on the way. Stimulus money is on the way. It's all good. <laughs> uh, might not be as good as we would hope, but it's gonna be all right. Yeah. It's like twelve fifty. but yeah 2021 is coming so we'll see how the second half of this premier league season shakes out but liverpool go into the new year atop the premier league through into the knockouts in the champions league pretty damn good time to be a liverpool strap in for a big january i'm excited looking forward to it all right guys i'm darius i'm david it's been a pleasure up the reds We'll catch you next time.